Hey guys, and welcome to episode number 57 of Dill and Al Talk NFL. On today's episode, we have a couple of mini topics and then our two main topics. First of all, we're going to lead off with um, some comments made by New Lions head coach Dan Campbell last week, uh, made on a podcast that um, he said that he wanted a live lion in the Detroit Lions practice facility. He wanted to bring the zoo yeah. to Detroit. He also made a mention of a comment that he would basically let somebody bite his arm off. Maybe that lion would bite his arm off to bring the city a Super Bowl. So we'll uh, dive into that. We'll dive into that. We got some news and notes that happened during the week. Tim Tebow officially signing with the Jags. He was out there in um, voluntary workouts this weekend. Looked a little, uh, a little chunky. I mean, he he is uh, a tight end now. He he's not. He's not a quarterback. Here's the thing. Jesus. He crucified at 33. Yeah. Tim Tebow comes back at 33. Wearing wearing number 85. Yeah. For Aaron Honoring Hernandez. his late Florida Gator teammate and obviously uh, murderer Aaron yeah. Hernandez. Suffered from CT. We we all know we all know the story. We won't get into that. You and then to yeah, and yeah. Find out it was, more about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, there is a good Netflix documentary out there that we we watched last year and it was pretty good. Yeah. And then um, our last news and notes, we're going to talk a little bit about Julio Jones. He went on uh, the Fox Sports 1 show, Undisputed. He didn't even know to he talk. He didn't know he was on live TV with Shannon Sharp. And he said, yeah, I want out of Atlanta. So the, the rumors that have been rolling around for the last couple weeks are true that Julio Jones wants out of town. We'll talk about potential suitors yeah. and more when we get to that. And then our two main topics today, we're going to break down the top five games of 2021 as the schedule release came out. Um, it'll be now two weeks ago tomorrow. Yeah. So we'll break into the top five games, obviously, both of our number ones are going to be the same. Yeah. You know it by now. It's obviously going to be Brady's return to Foxborough. Mm-hmm. And then we close out the day with a new segment. Uh, Alex ended up coming up with this idea a couple weeks ago. Um, it is a n- new series we're going to call Young Players with Hall of Fame Potential. Yeah. The rules for this series are the player that we are talking about each week. We will talk about one each week. We may have a theme coming yeah. in the next couple weeks or so. Each week we'll have a different theme. This, this theme is kind of like 2018 draft class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both, our guys yeah, both of our guys are going to be 2018 draft class participants, yep. uh, rising stars in the league. As I mentioned, six years minim- maximum yeah. in the league. We're going to break down you know, their life, their NFL career so far, their college career, their struggles, yeah. and anything else that we may have found out. So it's a new fun then, series that we're going to start. At the end of it, we'll probably give them like a percentage or mm-hmm. we'll give them uh, maybe just a percentage chance on how they're going to make the Hall of Fame. And yeah. and if, if they make the Hall of Fame, what, what do they need to do? Like with my guy, I comped them to other Hall of Famers mm-hmm. and and their first three seasons. And then I believe I um, I threw it back a little to the today yeah. side of things where some NFL comparisons to quarterbacks. Yeah. I'm just going to give a quick spoiler. It is a quarterback that I did talk about. Yep and some comparisons that he has to some veteran quarterbacks and some guys that are in the middle of their career. Sure. But I do want to start off first things first. This was supposed to be last week's episode. Of course. I, I made the honest mistake of um, the episode didn't save. The, the Wi-Fi here in the studio isn't the greatest. It's, it's a little fur, far away from the house, so you know we're a little far away from the modem out here. And I do want to apologize. I did post episode number 56 twice. Rips. So, uh, so whoever went back and listened to episode fifty-seven six twice, it must have been really good. Yeah, it must have, they must have really. They must have really liked that Aaron Rodgers talk. Yeah. So uh, this will definitely go out later today as episode number fifty-seven. This was supposed to be episode number fifty-eight, all right. but that's okay. This you know, we make mistakes. We make, episode fifty-seven, part two. Yeah, volume two. Volume two. But let's get started here. We'll, do you want to start off with Dan Campbell? Well, you're the you're the one who was kind of listening to the pod, and yeah. you, you heard some of these comments. So. I listen to a lot of podcasts at work. You know, I, I mix it between music and podcasts. I have yeah. four or five that I like to listen to on a daily, not a daily basis, but on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So I ended up um, listening to a popular podcast, uh, Pardon My Take, done by the guys at Barstool Sports, mm-hmm. who's an up and coming sports, um, you know, media outlet yeah. in the world of media. And they had new head coach Dan Campbell on, on uh, last Monday's episode. And, you know, I was really excited. I knew the night before that he was going to be on the, the, the pod that day. So I made it I made it a given that I was going to listen to it the day it came out. So I'm sitting there, you know, I'm just doing my thing at work. And Dan Campbell comes on and, and they talk to him. You know, they first lead off with the whole the biting of the kneecap situation. He knows that that's a 15-yard penalty. He knows that this has been a big joke around the league. So basically Dan Campbell's saying, 
we're not literally going to bite kneecaps off. It was just trying to fire up my it's, team. It's, and it's the mentality. And it is, yeah. That's that's the kind of animal mentality that you want to have, especially with a first-year head is. coach. A fir- especially for a first-year head coach. Yeah. You saw what Quinn and Patricia did. You saw what Quinn Trisha did Quinn-Tricia. with this organization over the last four years. So they they burned it to the ground. Yeah, they, and they pretty much really new GM Brad Holmes and new head coach Dan Campbell are going to have to rebuild. And they're literally brick by brick going to have to rebuild this team. So, and then the two big comments for me, I want to lead off with the the first one, not the not as significant. We'll we'll get to the significant one mm-hmm. as soon as we cover this one, but he ended up saying that he wanted us to go as far to they asked him a question, the two guys that host the comment or the host the podcast said, "How far would you go to bring your city a Super Bowl championship?" Mm-hmm. And he said he'd be to go as far as let somebody cut his arm off. Now, if that's not Player, if that's not a dedication, if that's not a head coach representing a city before he has even played a game as the coach, or before they even had a voluntary workout, this was before mini camps. Yeah, this was before OTAs. Those are all going to be in the rear view when we talk next week. Yeah, he hasn't even seen some of these guys play, and he's already saying that he would go to the farthest lengths of letting somebody cut his arm off. I to bring the city a Super Bowl, I'm and that makes me that makes me really excited to see what he can do with this team. Well, especially because, you know, as a fan, even sometimes you have to question how much are you willing to. Do I mean, Patricia, team? you could tell he wasn't. He was there. He had his lazy. he had his backwards hat on. He had the pencil in his ear. Yeah. He just didn't look like he wanted to be there. Yeah. He was just there for the paycheck. He was he wouldn't get fired up when a team when the team would make a big play. You know. He wouldn't go out there and get into players' faces when they no made a mistake. He didn't have a personality. It reminded me a lot, and I know he was one of your favorite Lions coaches, mm-hmm. Jim Caldwell. Jim he Caldwell. had no emotion out there, especially at the end of his Caldwell term. Caldwell had no emotion with the players. He just had that fundamental I mean, you know, leadership. He may have had the, the leadership behind closed doors, yeah. but you and I aren't going to see what happens behind closed yeah, doors. No. The 95% of the fans aren't going to know what's going to be going on behind those closed doors when it's during the week, during practice, you know, OTAs, the media is going to see that kind of stuff. You know, when we get to training camp, you'll see the practices on the field. If hopefully they're going to let people come to training camp this year. And hopefully that's going to be a step forward to getting full houses uh, for week one. But you don't, you're not even in training camp. You're not going to see that stuff behind. We got to think about some of the greatest coaches, Um, a a young modern coach even in Sean McVay right now is a guy who gets fired up. Oh, he gets, he's, he is the level. That is the level you want to hit. You got McVay up here. I'd say Campbell's about maybe here. He's about halfway between. Yeah. But, and and really between McVay and Campbell, I don't know if there's much. I mean, you you look at those guys. And and you're going to see a lot of the younger guys that are going to go in up into that level. You're not going to see yeah. Andy Reid. You're not going to see Sean Payton Bill show Belichick. Bill Belich- Bill Belichick's like he's on the floor. Yeah. Uh, McVay is up here. Uh, uh, Belichick's probably about three feet below the yeah. ground. I would say. He's, he's the in terms of emotion. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen that man but smile think, besides holding a Super Bowl trophy. I think that's the genius, and not even the genius. That's just the innate ability of Belichick when he's quiet like that, and when he's no emotion. I feel like it could drive the players to want to bring that out. Bring that out of them, yeah. yeah. It, it could make the players work harder. But I think that's only because Bill Belichick's Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. If with, with That's why I think the Bill Belichick coaching tree doesn't work. Yeah. Because if you take a look at all I those mean, guys. Mike Vrabel. Patricia, Mike Vrabel's about maybe, the only – maybe the only one. And I know he's still got a small sample yeah. size. This is going to be, what, his fourth year? Yeah. He's the only one that's really had big success. He's been to the playoffs two or three years, though, with with the Titans, and they were really close that first year. They were. I I think he's the best and most successful at your saying. But when you take a look at the, you know, um, Josh McDaniels. McDaniels, no, didn't work out. Patricia didn't work out. There was other ones before. Mm -hmm. But especially Patricia, he comes in, he tried to be Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. Quiet, reserved. Well, they tried to bring the the thing that – okay, when when we hired Patricia – I heard the Patriot way, yeah, and I thought, day. man, here we go. Okay, we're going to have a winning football uh-huh. team. He did all right the first year. The mm-hmm. second year is kind of when it started to go down, and then yeah. it's when we started signing the the Patriot leftovers. Yeah. We signed Danny Shepard. At, at the end of their career. We signed um, – was do we? no, we didn't sign Hightower. Amendola, Trey I really Flowers. wouldn't call a leftover. Trey Flowers, maybe be in the middle of that discussion. Duran Harmon. Yeah. 
Those guys just don't scream Detroit Lion. No. Amendola, he had a got, decent couple hey, years. Don't get me Malcolm wrong. If Butler would have been available, I'm pretty sure we probably would have tried to get him. I yeah. think we did try to get yeah. him. Yeah, but the Titans um, just offer more money. And then obviously with Vrabel being over there, that probably yeah. helped Tennessee snag him. But yeah. it's just he gave up on this team. And I'm sure just excited sure? to see Dan yeah. Campbell, you know, bring a new energy, which brings me to my next point. Yeah. This man said at the end of the interview, he wants a live lion in the team facility. Way to get us fired up. He said it'll be well taken care of. It'll get fed. It'll get what it needs. Obviously, all the people at PETA. Yeah. You know, they're, they're being people at PETA. Yeah. You can't do that to a live animal. Bring a lion to the stadium. Yep. The animal tree huggers is what I call them. Animal tree huggers. Well, I mean, if you watch the Tiger King doc, you'll hear all about PETA for yep. hours yep. and hours. But, uh, I mean... I, I like the mentality. I like the – I do too. As, as a lion, in, in the NFL, we're like a little cat. Mm-hmm. We're like a little stray cat yep. without, without yeah. a home, yep. without a face, without a name. Mm-hmm. The Lions are nothing. Around the league, we're, we're from Michigan, so the Lions mean everything to us. Around the league, who would say – I, I will team? watch national debate shows, yeah. Sports Center, NFL Network, you know, Fox Sports, whatever. Yeah. The only time I've heard the lines been mentioned, Patricia getting fired, Campbell getting hired. That's about it. Maybe, maybe the Stafford trade. Yeah. People outside the state, outside the city, yeah. they don't talk about the Lions. Bro, the he only wants good to build. Thing had for the last like three seasons with Stafford. Yeah, everyone knows Stafford. Yeah. And the only thing that would be straight. mentioned about Matthew Stafford is if he had a fourth quarter comeback or yeah. if he was getting injured. Yeah, and there's a lot of debate over if he was top ten. He was always top ten. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And him going to LA this year, it's going to make him top five. But uh, some other news and notes that I did mention at the beginning of the show, I do want to talk about Tim Tebow. Yeah. Obviously wearing number 85, honoring his late uh, Florida Gator teammate, Aaron Hernandez. Uh, Now a tight end in the NFL, signed with uh, Urban Meyer's Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously, if you don't know the story, Urban Meyer was that coach at Florida. I mention every time I think about that, that the, we need a 30 for 30 yeah. on that 2008 Florida Gator wow. team. All the murderers and the arrests and the racism and whatnot. And then all led by basically the most godly athlete, I would think, yeah. currently, maybe in sports history, the most openly Christian athlete that I've seen in Tim Tebow. Obviously, Russell Wilson, I think, would be a close second. Yeah. But, yeah, it's we, we really need a 30 for 30 think, on that team. I think, like... I think it would be the perfect time now with mm. Urban Meyer reuniting with Tim Tebow. Mm. Tim Tebow also wearing 85 to honor that. Mm-hmm. It, you would you could film all of the interview in one location. They're all in Jacksonville. Yeah. Urban Meyer. Yeah. Then you could do – I feel like we need to start a petition. We need to get this podcast huge. We need to get this giant, and then we need everyone to support this. Maybe we can somehow find somebody to produce this documentary. Yeah, and maybe we, we can produce it. All right, I'm down. We gotta. We're gonna. We, can we can we not go to Jacksonville right now no, though? I'll do can, a ton of research. Can, can can we not go to Jacksonville in the summer, please? No, I'm good. It's on very that. warm down there. I'm good on that. I mean, we'll see what happens, but you know, I'm I'm definitely excited for Tim Tebow mm-hmm. because you know, that's the thing. But here's here's one issue. He looked a little chunky. He looked a little chunky. <laughs> He's been out of sports for a while. He played. A he played. Little, he played a little, little bit of minor league, league minor league baseball. Yeah, that but that experiment's I just, think about done for about two years now. I don't know what what he's gonna be like. Um, the man has not played in the NFL since 2014. Yeah, I think so. 20, 2013, 2014, when he was the backup for the Jets. That's a long time and a lot. And he was guys. a backup quarterback for the Jets. Yeah. Obviously, tight end, quarterback, two different positions. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see what he did. He was out there. He ran some routes. He looked all right, I thought. He really – I think he's more – if he makes this roster, it's going to be more of that guy as a locker room leader because he's 33 years old. This is obviously yeah. a young Jacksonville Jaguar team. Yeah. You have the number one overall pick in Trevor Lawrence. You're going to have a – you have another first-rounder in Travis Etienne. you got a young receiving core. That defense is quite young. James Robinson, James Robinson obviously off that 1,000-yard rookie season being undrafted. And then you have a rookie head coach in Urban Meyer. So maybe Tebow takes these guys under his wings. Maybe he's a practice squad guy. Maybe he gets cut and he gets signed to the practice squad and he's just there on practice days and on the sideline on game days just to, you know, be another coach. Maybe he's going to be the second head coach on the field. Well, you know Urban Meyer's head coach. Oh, you know. You know it. I said it when we talked about him when he got signed. 
there is a very high chance that he makes this roster. You know, is he going to see the field? Maybe. Maybe maybe if they hold on to him for the whole season, maybe yeah. you see him late November, early December when the games, you know, don't yeah. matter. Maybe he goes out there, gets a couple catches. They're obviously, I mentioned. You're not seeing him week one. No, you're not seeing him week one. I did mention that um, when we talked about Tebow that his odds, I think, are 15 to 1 to catch a touchdown. Yeah, People are going game. all over that. No, just in the whole season in general. I, I bet on it. I would too. Obviously. Yeah. I think he will late it'll in the season. Some they'll they'll put him in for something. Well, it's a jump pass or they'll, they'll create something for him. Trust me. But uh, and then the last thing I do want to talk about Julio Jones. He mentioned on the Fox Sports One uh, show Undisputed. He was on the phone. I believe Shannon Sharp called him on the air or other way around or whatnot. I didn't see the interview itself, but um, they did not know Julio Jones did not know he was on live television, and he said, um, "I don't want to. We're not winning here in Atlanta. Yeah. I want out." Well, Shannon then asked him, what about Cowboys? And he said, no, I want to win. Mm-hmm. So he's, Which is kind of a little bit of a dig at Skip. Yeah. Skip is a huge Cowboy fan. Here's the thing, though. He didn't, he didn't even know that he was on, that he was on live TV. So, yeah. that's my so that, that really he's got really everybody's thinking at the league, man. I don't know. That, and Fox Sports 1's going to face – they're going to face a huge, huge legal battle yeah. is what I've been reading on the articles that I read it. last night is that he didn't know he was on live TV – they couldn't report that news because you know he didn't know. Yeah. There's there could be a long legal battle that's coming from this, but uh, we don't want to get into legal aspect. We are not yeah. a legal podcast. We are a sports podcast. I do want to talk about Julio Jones. Do you think he's going to get traded? Do you yeah. think this was the last straw? Do you think Atlanta trades him? I think Atlanta trades him. And where do you think he's going to go? To a contender. Okay. I heard that. I heard the one thing that Atlanta has said. Two things actually. They want a first rounder for him. And they're not trading him inside the conference. So take so out take Arizona, out take out the Bucks, take out Seattle, take out Green Bay, New Orleans. Start thinking about teams like my top four, not in any order, New England, Tennessee, the Chargers. And I'm just gonna throw this in here as a wild card, the Chiefs. I'm Bill if I'm Bill Belichick, I go him. You got the draft capital. You've always had the draft capital. You obviously shown that you don't draft very well. Mac Jones. Mac Jones with the fifteenth pick. You usually, most years, you don't have a first round pick. Yeah. This was your one of your rare years where you had a first round pick because you needed it yeah. for the quarterback. I'm gonna trade. I'm gonna trade. I Julio. trade. I would trade my 2022 and my 2023 to Atlanta for Julio. I would. But I think Tennessee looks real good. For Julio. I do. You throw him in there with Tannehill. Derrick Henry, he's played Alabama. Not yeah. together, yeah. but they're, those Alabama guys, they stick together. Yeah. A.J. Brown, really good receiver. He needs a yeah. sidekick. I think they can do it. I think they can somehow pull it I off. I think that could be if – they, if they And if they do that, they're Super Bowl contenders instantly. Yeah. yeah. Not saying that they aren't. Cam, you were texting me yesterday saying you were binging the podcast. And you you go you got a little bit of shade for throwing something at Tannehill, or I actually did. I was the one that said Tannehill wasn't elite. Uh, he's not. But you know, Sorry, well, it's another discussion for another day. We may have you on. And we can we can debate that. He's, he's top he's top fifteen. Yeah, I agree. But he's maybe like if he gets Julio Jones, if he gets Julio Jones to throw the ball to. I compare him to the jump that Josh Allen made when he got Stephon Diggs yeah. last year. His completion percentage went up. 15% well, in one a season. Top, a top Obviously Diggs Ooh, was Diggs was the leading receiver last year yeah. in terms of yards. Yeah. But I think that's I'm going to compare it to if that I kind won, of a jump that Tannehill can make in the league. If he gets Julio. If he gets Julio. I, I'd say that's fair because if I'm going top 3 receivers, I'm going New Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I'm going Julio Jones. And then Devontae? And no, I'm going Stefan Diggs actually. And okay. then Devontae What do you put Devontae? Devontae fourth and but Thomas I, I fifth? Think, yeah. I think my I top fair. three it's are fair. Julio, uh-huh. Hopkins, Hopkins, Julio, and, and, and Diggs. Diggs. Saw, I agree. I agree. The, and then and then Devontae, he's he's right there. He could. If Devontae moves teams somehow in his career, yeah. I think that can propel him it because could. especially he takes a downturn if somehow Rodgers gets traded, which I mean, Rodgers wasn't. Just another season. another quick news. Uh, Rodgers obviously wasn't a big story, but he didn't yeah. participate in OTAs. Neither did Deshaun Watson, which uh, I believe that's like an eighty thousand dollar fine. If they don't make OTAs, I know it goes up to like a hundred grand a day for every day they don't make training camp either. So if each team wants to deal star quarterbacks, they're gonna have to get it done in the next two months here. But another team I want to throw out there, I mentioned the Chargers. Yeah, that's a dark horse. I think I like them. They're gonna. I would love to see Julio 
team up with Keenan Allen. They obviously Mike lost. Williams. They haven't filled in that spot when they lost Tyrell Williams yeah. in 2019. Yeah, yeah. They have Mike Williams. They have a decent running back room with Austin Eckler. Yeah. Um, the rookie, the guy from Northwestern, um, Justin Jackson, made a big impact last year when Eckler was down a little bit. And then Josh Kelly, the rookie out of Tennessee, second year coming into this year. But uh, having the reigning rookie of the year throwing yeah, you the ball at quarterback. Talk about a jump that Herbert can make in year two. Oh, if yeah. they somehow can pull this Julio deal off, uh-huh. Herbert would be a top 10 quarterback. I saw a video of uh, the Chargers. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm saying they're going 10-6. and six. Based oh, on the they will be, I believe they can. I believe they can be the biggest riser with Julio, without Julio. Yeah. They're, because they're, of the jump that Justin Herbert made last year. Yeah. And obviously, it was a mistake that he got in so early. Aren't you long? Every week we mention it. Every week we mention it. But, yeah. So, uh, we will be right back. We will get into the top five games of 2021 and then close it out with our new series. All right, guys. We're back here for our second segment segment of the day. Pardon me. As I mentioned at the beginning, the schedule came out two weeks ago, coming up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We each have a top five list of some games that we want to preview that could have the potential to be the best games of 2021. You want to lead off with your number five game. Number five. Um, looking at my list, I know it's going to be number one. The other ones are kind of a toss-up for me. I think I'm either going to go Patriots-Panthers or Jets-Panthers. Oh, Jets, Panthers, two, two reunion games. Yeah. Obviously, with the Jets and Panthers, we have Sam Darnold. Yeah. Obviously, not going back to New York. I believe this game yeah. is in Carolina. So. Potentially against the number two overall pick yeah. in this past uh, month's draft in Zach Wilson. A little revenge for him. Or, and then obviously with the Patriots and Panthers, I think that's got a little bit more to it. I do too. With Cam Newton yeah. Week nine. playing against it's his, his first former team. Going back. Oh, and he's going back too. I, I thought that game was in right. New England. Maybe it is. Okay. Either but way. either way, he's playing against his former well, team that he won nine. an MVP with and then he ha- was a quarter away from yeah. winning a Super Bowl with. At this point in the season, it's going to be about halfway. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm thinking both teams are pretty much going to have a trajectory of where they're going to finish. Uh-huh. Or the, so that. This game could determine, like, if these two teams are kind of middle of the pack, if the Patriots pull off this win, it's going to propel them. I mean, if I have, the Panthers get the upset. I have a hot take about Sam Darnold. I mean, if the Panthers, if the Panthers get the upset, right, then th- th- this game could be crucial for these two seasons. Mm-hmm. I have a hot take on Sam Darnold. You think he's going to be great? I think Carolina can make, bring the best out of him. Ah. He, he showed his moments yeah. in, or in New York. Obviously, he got the mono. Uh-huh. The Jets – Really isn't the best organization to be in, uh-huh. but he showed his promises. You look at that long touchdown running at He played a good game against Denver before he got hurt. He's had yeah. moments in his career where he shows that there's a reason why he was a top five court or top five draft pick in his draft class. Yeah, and I think with a new coach or a yeah new uh, second year coach in Matt Rule, he's got McCaffrey. Uh-huh. He's got he lost Curtis Samuel obviously though. They got DJ Moore still. They have Robbie Anderson who had a uh-huh. great season last year. The defense. Needs a little bit of work still. They signed, or they didn't sign, pardon me. They drafted J.C. Horn this year. Yeah. I think, I'm not We're saying not saying that the um, Panthers are going to be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Not saying they're going to be that third playoff team in the NFC South. Obviously, it's going to go to New Orleans and Tampa. Mm-hmm. But they can make a jump this year. I see them as an eight or nine win team. I see them flirting with the playoffs, but not making it. Not making it. I like Christian McCaffrey. I like the draft picks they made. I am just not convinced on Sam Darnold yet. This could be the year that it does it, or this could be the year where I say, "Yeah, Sam Darnold." It could be the year. I'm not saying he's elite either. Don't 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 frame me on that. I'm not saying Sam Darnold's elite. I'm saying he can make a jump. He could make a jump, but that possibly could make him elite. It's gonna need to happen this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this this year is gonna have to be his year. It's gonna happen week one. He's gonna need to prove it. Say, hey, I'll go three. I'll go three fifty and three tutties. I'll prove to you that I'm. You made a mistake in trading me. Yeah, and then when it comes down to the Patriots one, if he can now defeat Cam Newton, and if it is in Foxborough, he could basically say, "I'm the new quarterback." Yeah. Yeah. You've been dethroned. Right now, I'm looking back like Cam Newton is, in my mind, still that daddy, still the oh he is in yeah. control of the Panthers. Oh yeah, yeah. He, 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 he left a legacy in that city. Yeah, and like they'll be putting statues up of him when he retires. Until you get a quarterback to come in there and like start a new path, mm-hmm. they just haven't been on that new path. Yeah, I think they're no. still in that breakup phase. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
just like uh, the Patriots are going to be when uh, Mr. Uh, Brady comes back yeah. to town. I mean, that's the number one game we're going to talk oh, about. obviously. Yeah, I'm going to say it's either going to be between the Jets-Panthers or the Patriots-Panthers. Either one's going to be a good game, and each are going to have a reunion. Mm-hmm. My number five, Browns and Ravens from uh, what's going to be in Week 12 on Sunday Night Football. Uh-huh. We all remember Ooh. the game they played last year in Cleveland. It was a week 14 game, I believe. On It was on Monday Night Football. I believe it. I know it was in December. I don't know the exact week off the top of my head. Primetime classic. We're obviously going to get this matchup twice as their divisional foes, but this is the only primetime game that they would be playing this year against each other. Monday Night Football, December 2020. Lamar Jackson pulled to Paul Pierce. Yeah. Shout out to Paul Pierce. He's in the Hall of Fame now. Going in with the 2021 class. Kobe as well. Uh, yeah, Kobe. He was the 2020 inductee. They, I believe they... Um, I had both classes come in. Um, I believe that ceremony was last week. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, if you don't know what the Paul Pierce is, he took a dump mid-game. It was a back-and-forth game. Lamar went to the uh, locker room with quote-unquote cramps. We yeah. found out after the game pretty much what had happened. But uh, it was back-and-forth. Uh, they went down and scored on a fourth down with two minutes to go. The Browns came back, and they scored. It was an incredible game that really propelled the Browns to get into the playoffs, even though I believe the Ravens won that game. It was like a 52 to 47 game too. It was a really high scoring yeah. game. I'm hoping we can get that same action. You know, the Ravens are going to have some new weapons. They're going to have some uh, newly acquired Sammy Watkins, your favorite receiver in this draft class, Rashad, Rashad Bateman. Man. Hollywood Brown's going to be rocking the number five like he was at OU. Boom, we're sooner. And uh, hopefully Lamar can have a good season. Baker, this is going to be the biggest season of Baker's career. This is the make or break. This is the make or break. You said a couple weeks ago. I'm saying Super Bowl. You're saying Super Bowl or bust. I'm saying so, now. I'm saying I've been the bigger make. I've been the bigger Baker Mayfield fan out of the two of us. Yeah. You've kind of gotten hip to Baker Mayfield, especially with that run he made last yeah. year. I've been a big believer in Baker Mayfield ever since he came out of Oklahoma. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's just the Oklahoma background he's got and whatnot. His first two seasons were just shaky. From they were. They were inconsistent. But last this year, year he proved. Last year, pardon me, he proved itself. Now it helped that he has OBJ and Landry. Yeah. Hopefully, he has a healthy OBJ this year. And uh, hopefully the Browns can pull this one off, and we get this could be a uh, battle for the division lead. Yeah, as I think the Steelers are going to take a drop off this year, and obviously the Bengals are going to be the Bengals. I think that's what separates though the great quarterbacks is is the guys who like Baker with Jarvis and Odell. He's great. Mm-hmm. Put him with nobody's like mm-hmm. put him with Rashad Higgins Look, and Peoples Jones and Njoku, and he's not really yeah, that he's good. Not, he's not that good. But think Brady. He made everyone better. Wes Welker. Don't even look at Drew Brees. You yeah. got your Drew Brees shirt on today. Yeah. Besides Marquise Michael Thomas, Colston, Colston yeah. and Thomas. Yeah. Name, name me, name me two other John good receivers. But these are exactly. We don't, made. we don't know who he those guys made. are. Is what I'm saying. He made them. Oh, he did. I'm not saying that it, it, they were bad receivers. I'm just I saying. I think that's the thing. The great quarterbacks should be the ones who make the receivers better, mm-hmm. not the not the other way around. It shouldn't be quarterbacks being saved by the receivers. Mm-hmm. And that that was the knock on Stafford with Calvin Johnson for so long. Was that Calvin? I, but I mean, when Calvin retired, he can make any quarterback Stafford, look good. Stafford, Stafford still did his thing. Five thousand yards every season, except the year he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And he was 5, 000, obviously 5, we've mentioned yards. on multiple episodes. It's like MVP bro. pace. Stafford was on MVP yeah. pace before the injury in 2019. Yeah. He went head to head with the Super Bowl yes. MVP. Yeah, and they almost won that game. They should have won if it wasn't for that Mahomes 15 yard run up the middle. That haunts me that to this Kelsey, day. That Kelsey catch and flip. Oh, and the flip to Shady. Yeah. That game haunts me to this day. I do too. I have nightmares about that game. But that's the thing. I, I think this game, Baker and Ravens, is going to be a great game. Is, you got anything else to say before nope. I move forward? No, number four. Uh, number four, I, I, I did look at a lot of like reunion-style games. Mm-hmm. I was going to put Lions-Rams here, but I, I, I and it was only because it wasn't going to be that big outside of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I, I think it's shown me more promise. So I'm actually going to go ahead and say um, Bengals-Chargers Week 13. Mm-hmm. We're gonna finally see Herbert Burrow. I think this is the moment where Herbert will establish himself as the best to come out that class, mm-hmm. undebatably, because we didn't get to see Burrow face him. We didn't get to see Burrow have a whole year. Mm-hmm. Tua is not it. No, we didn't even get to see that Tua Burrow game. Nope. No, Tua is just the slant route god. Yeah. He is. If Michael Thomas was at that team, they'd be great. Bro. Man, did you imagine how many balls Michael Thomas would catch on the, the Dolphins? Every day, bro. He only broke the single season. Re- he only broke the single season receiving uh, yeah. reception record. He'd probably break it again. But uh, no, I think that uh, I'm excited for this matchup to see Herbert and Burrow because I think this is going to be one of those quarterback matchups mm-hmm. that are going to become one of the great ones in the next couple of years. Burrow, 
the injury scares a lot of people. Oh, yeah, an ACL, and especially in a rookie season in ACL. It looks horrible. And they didn't do anything in the draft. They had Penny Sewell lined up on a silver platter for him. Instead, they took Burrow's former teammate at LSU, Jamar Chase, and obviously Penny Sewell fell down at seven to our Detroit Lions. So uh, we want to personally thank the Cincinnati Bengals for uh, taking that chance on Jamar Chase so we could uh, protect our new piece in Jared Goff. And uh, Penesul's an animal. He's yeah. going to be great. Didn't didn't get to participate in rookie um, mini camps due yeah. to a positive COVID test, but uh, I don't yeah. think that's going to matter. Uh, that's really all I got to say. I'm just excited to see Herbert Burrow. I'm excited to see, you know, if Burrow wins it, though. That's the thing. Burrow could take this. I'm oh, not. For sure. I know the Chargers are the, are the team I have as my biggest riser. Good teams lose football games sometimes. Just yeah. just happens. The Think about last year. Who did the Jets beat? And they weren't supposed to be. On oh, the Rams. Yeah. That was their first win. Yeah. The they were Rams they were tanking for Trevor, and they went two for three. They beat the Browns, and yeah. they beat the Rams. Two playoff teams. Two playoff teams. Two good teams last year. Two teams that were divisional like teams, yeah. not just playoff teams. They won a playoff game yeah. on the road. Yeah. And I, I, I think this is going to be a good matchup. It should be. All right. My number four game is the Bills and the Bucks in week 14. It is going to be Josh Allen versus Tom Brady. Yep. We did see this matchup, I believe, three times when um, Brady was in New England. Obviously, mm-hmm. Allen in Buffalo. Allen missed the first meeting because he wasn't starting quite yet. And yeah. then uh, Allen got to start, and he got to start the final three in the division uh, when they played each other in the, in the AFC mm-hmm. East. Yep. This could have been a Super Bowl matchup last year. Bills went up 10 nothing in the first quarter. Then Mahomes, you know, did his Mahomes magic. Seems like he becomes the playoff comeback god in terms. Yeah. You look back at the three games in 2019 when they won the Super Bowl, the comebacks that they made, and then obviously the comeback. Well, you could really say the two comebacks they made last year mm-hmm. in the Browns game with Chad Henney in, and then obviously the with concussion. Mahomes back from the concussion in the AFC Championship game. Um, I really think this is going to be a good game just because of the it, not of the quarterback matchup, the secondary versus receivers matchups. You look at Tampa versus Buffalo, receiver secondary. You got Mike Evans. You got Godwin. You're going to have Antonio Brown. You're going to have Gronk, Tyler Johnson, and whatnot. You saw how Brady mixed the ball into all those guys last year. The Bills secondary, in my eyes, is the best secondary in the NFL. You look at Micah Hyde, one of the best safeties in the league. Jordan Jordan Poyer, very underrated player on this team. Uh And they got some other great guys backup-wise. Javius White's still there. And they got some other great guys that can fill in when those guys need some rests. And then Tampa's secondary is just as underrated, if not more, against guys like Diggs, Cole Beasley, Gabe Davis. Antoine, Antoine Winfield's there. Jamal Dean. Jamal Dean. He, Sean Murphy, Sean Bunting. Murphy Bunting had a great postseason, including, I believe, getting an interception in the Super Bowl, I think so. which that was that was one of the most – not one of the most, one of the greatest defensive performances I've seen in a Super Bowl. With that Bucks defense, what they did Comparable to Tom Brady. to the Seattle versus Denver. Mm-hmm. Maybe yes, yes, yes. Kansas City was missing two guys on the line. Yeah, they got um, Tooney from the yeah. Patriots, and I believe they made a couple draft picks too. Yeah. So the the Chiefs so, will be good this year on the line again, but uh, Bills Bucks, man, that's. I mean, you gotta look at talk about the, offensive shootout. The 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 two young quarterbacks, like you're saying, both the secondaries are good. Both the receivers. Well, Brady's are, not young, but yeah. he thinks he's still 27. Well, but Brady with with Josh Allen, bro, they've already versed. But I wouldn't say goat versus baby goat. I but would not. I would say goat we already know. Yeah, one of the greatest potential. Yeah, he's gonna be. He's one of the we talk about yeah. the top three being at one point Ben Brady and Breeze. Yeah, Allen's in that discussion for it to be in the for the new phase to be Mahomes, Lamar, and Allen, Burrow, Herbert. They have a chance to sneak yeah. in, but right now, those are the new. That's going to be the new guard coming in yeah. once Brady and Breeze and are hanging up. And that's what we're going to use this new series to highlight is kind of these younger mm-hmm. players who are on the ups. My uh, third game on my list, I'm going to go ahead and go Chiefs Ravens Sunday Night Football Week Two. Ooh, seems like we always get this game in prime time. We got it last yeah. year, uh, the first year that Mahomes or the first year that Lamar started. It was like his third game. It wasn't a primetime game, yeah. but I believe they went in there. It was an overtime game. The yeah. Chiefs ended up pulling it out, though. Yeah. But that was a really good game. That was the best one they had. The last one or the last two, maybe. The last last year's game on Monday night. It was over at halftime. It was pretty much over. It was typical Lamar Jackson. If he can't run his offense, yeah. 
he's not going to do anything, and, and he can't this, play from behind. I think what I like about this matchup this year especially is, one, it's week two. We're mm-hmm. in it early. Mm-hmm. So teams should yeah. be mostly Our first two Sunday night games yeah. are, I believe, I believe it's the Bears and okay, – never mind. I'm, I, it's the, I believe the Bears are involved in the first Bears, game Bears. on Sunday. Bears Cow- – no, not Bears-Cowboys. Go on. I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. Go, go ahead. Well, uh, yeah, Chiefs Ravens Sunday night football week two. Teams, these are going to be early in the season. Shouldn't be too many injuries, hopefully. Mm-hmm. These should be good teams. I like Sammy Watkins is on the Ravens now. He's returning to the Chiefs. You got the Ravens completely surprised me with their offseason, their draft picks. They have Jason Owe, who's my dark horse for defensive uh, rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. You have Rashad Bateman, my favorite receiver in the class. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, I think. I think Miles Boykin's my, very underrated in that well, offense. JK Mark Andrews? Got, yeah, no, well, we don't talk enough about Mark Andrews. He's, he's an Mark Andrews, you have Kelsey, you have Kittle, and you have Waller, Waller yeah. and you have uh, Johnny Smith. Yeah. and I believe that's your that's your top tier. I would put right I would put I would put Andrews in that the the, the good yeah. tier. I'd put him number one. Yeah, no, me shoot. Yeah, I I think so for sure. I think uh, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, Bears Rams. Bears Rams. I thought it was so Bears fine. Rams. So far, yeah. So, so Bears fine. Rams. So so Stafford's first game in LA. It's going to be against an NFC North opponent, and then week two we get Chiefs-Ravens. Yeah, and Chiefs-Ravens, it's going to be a good game. It's mm-hmm. one of those young rivalries. Mm-hmm. I, I, I initially had it at my number two game. We recorded the segment last week, and I realized that Lions-Rams had to be my number two. Yeah. So uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about your number three, and then go ahead and talk. Right, my number three, we do. Two. We have the same top two then. So if you, if you change it to number two, we have the same top yeah, two. My number three game, week 10, it will be the Seahawks at Lambeau to take on the Packers uh-huh. is a rematch of the fail Mary game. Yep. It's a rematch of the 2015 NFC title game. Obviously where Richard Rogers fumbled the onside yep. kick. Wilson went down, tied the ball game and then got the ball right back in overtime through mm-hmm. a dot to Jermaine curse to get him to their second straight Super Bowl. That was the year mm-hmm. that they ended up losing to the Patriots in the shocking form that they did. And we'll just leave it at that. Um, but I put this game today at number three. It's at number three right now with Aaron Rodgers, currently a Packer. Yeah. If it, if it's Jordan Love or if it's Blake Bortles in there, this game isn't even in my top ten. Yeah. But with Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson, this could be their last matchup in their places that they are. Yeah. Obviously, Rodgers wants out. I think Rodgers retires before he goes anywhere else, to be honest yeah. with you. With the Jeopardy job on the line for him, he guest hosts Jeopardy for a couple weeks. Yeah. I think he's in contention for that job if he wants it. That's why he's rethinking his football career. Yeah. And then I think personally, and this hurts to say as a Seahawks fan, and it hurts to say more as a Russell Wilson fan, this will be Russell Wilson's last season in Seattle. Yeah. They tried to trade him in the offseason. The Bears had offered Khalil Mack and multiple draft picks, and they declined it. Yeah. Maybe that shows maybe that they are still committed to Russell Wilson. I don't know. It's the Seattle, the Seattle front office is very hard to read. Pete Carroll is a very hard guy to read. Yeah. So you don't know really what's going to happen there. This is uh, They obviously had the two playoff meetings in the last six years. They met in the 2019 divisional round. Rodgers and crew went up to a big lead, and Seattle uh, almost came back and won that game. Yeah. Uh, that was the year that the Packers got shut out in the NFC Championship game by the 49ers. Yeah. But this should be a really good game. Obviously, it's, it's sad to see that this could be Rodgers' last season if he is even playing in this game. And it's sad to see that Russell Wilson could be his last uh, Seahawk year. So, um, you know, a little bit of a throwback for, for number three here. This is, it's, it's, it's a good matchup. Mm-hmm. Especially two teams like, possibly on the way they, down. They, yeah. they, they were t- two of the top four teams in the NFC in the 2010s. Yeah. But if you take both quarterbacks out of a, a, their locker room, they are in the bottom half of the league, I say. I, uh, I think the NFL is on the flip. Yeah. I think that's why I like the Dan Campbell signing is I think it's a perfect topic. Mm-hmm. With the draft picks we just made, mm-hmm. we're looking like a young team. We're looking like a young team. That's that's better to me. We're mm-hmm. looking like a Chargers from last year. We're looking like a, you know, a Chiefs from a few seasons ago. Yep. Bill. We're looking like a new face, a yeah. new a new build. We're looking like the Rams. But uh, I like, um, I like that you included Seattle and Green Bay because if if he's there, Rodgers and Wilson. That's this like you're saying could be their final. Farewell in these uniforms. Mm-hmm. Maybe Rogers all the time. Yeah. But uh, yeah. We, well, our top two. They're the same. They're the same. But I, it's only because I switched it. I had initially put the Lions Rams lower last when we reported last week because I just didn't know about the hype. But I I have to say this is what I'm hyped for, and it deserves to be number two. Could have mm-hmm. been number one if the 
Brady return was mm-hmm. this season. Oh, for sure. Just on bias itself. That's why I have it at number yeah. two. When I saw Stafford go to L.A., She's going to this game was circled. I knew, obviously, the opponents come out yeah. right after the last week of the season because I believe the last game that they put into the schedule is last place in one, X division versus yeah. X last place in the opposing uh, conferences division. Mm-hmm. So I knew this game was scheduled. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stafford, Goff. Goff's going to be playing his first game back in L.A. since yeah. the trade. Obviously. He's going to be used to that stadium. He is, yeah. Which is could be advantage Lions. Yeah. Not saying that the Lions have any place in winning this game. We have no receivers. But this is another game like the Jets-Panthers. Yeah. Sam Darnold's got a chance to prove himself in week one against his former team. Uh-huh. Jared Goff is going to be going back into the stadium where he played last year. And an organization that he led yeah. to a Super Bowl. And they decided. they obviously, And then they used the number one pick on him in 2016. And five years later, they said, here's the door. You're going out to Detroit. If Goff can go out there and throw, you know, have a career game, 400 yards, three or four touchdowns, and we can get out of L.A. with a win, that will that will haunt the Rams for the rest of the season. This was, could be a game that could make or break the Rams' season, I think. Oh, yeah. And that's very, very difficult to say with, you know, the Lions. And, I mean, they're going to be a five-win team, six-win team at the most. But this could, you know, this could down-spiral the Rams' season a little bit if they yeah, can't no. win this game, I think. I – when you think about the Lions team now, no receivers do I really recognize. We have Cephas from last year. Mm-hmm. We have um, we signed Perryman and we signed, we um, signed Tyrell Williams. We, which Tyrell all, Tyrell Williams, when healthy, look, can be a thousand yard receiver. Well, yeah, but we have we but have, no Galladay, no Jones. None. Hawkinson's gonna have to step up this season. We have DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. We cut Kerry. Sophomore slump? Question mark? Question mark? I think he's gonna be good. He had, a, he had a great um, second half of the season last year. I think that drop in week one really shook him for a couple weeks, mm-hmm. as it would for any any player, let alone a rookie. Your first game in the NFL and you drop a game-winning touchdown, that's going to be in the back of your mind every time football gets thrown to you for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. I think. Possibly even for the rest of his career. I like DeAndre Swift. I have a lot of promise in him. I think he's the best running back we've drafted. Since and obviously the, the draft that we had was Sewell, the, the first pick. Yeah. The uh, improvements we got Ozarike. Yeah. We got Amara St. Brown coming in, yeah. fourth round pick. We got a uh, Aleem McNeil. Yeah. We got the um the corner from Syracuse who's got the uh, name that Carryon Johnson can't pronounce. Yeah. But Carryon Johnson's not gonna have to worry about that because he got cut. So. I uh, I'm not gonna lie. It feels so good to finally say, I really wasn't that big of a fan of Carryon Johnson. When he came out, I thought he had a lot of – He had fumbling issues coming out of college, and yeah. I saw that we drafted him, and it was you know one of those, oh, here we go kind of moments. Just I, like when we drafted Abdullah. I liked his 100-yard game versus the Patriots. I liked well, his couple – We games. probably wouldn't have had a 100-yard game without him. Yeah. I don't think anybody not named Carrion Johnson has a 100-yard game since Reggie Bush. Yeah. Uh, Zenner came close. Zenner Swift, didn't he have one? He may have came Last close. Year. He may have came close. I really like Swift. Let me look at his pro football focus. I'm excited. Swift reminds me of Nick Chubb, who's my favorite running back. Young Nick Chubb's back. one of my favorite young running backs in the league. He's, my, so. he's the one I – A little bit of fantasy bias. He did He did carry me to a title last year. Nick Chubb's a beast. And him with Kareem Hunt is one of the best duos. Reminiscent of Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, that type of thing. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for Lions-Rams Week 7, SoFi Stadium. It's, it's going to be lit. But obviously, the number one game is going to be probably everybody's number one game of the year. It's going to be the most anticipated regular season game in a long time. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, and if you've been living under a rock for the last, uh, I'd say, 14, 15 months, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Patrick Uh Breaking news, anyways. Uh, yeah, if you don't know, Brady is no longer a Patriot. He won a Super Bowl with his he new left. team. It's basically, I've heard it's been compared to as his high school friends, are meeting his college friends for the first I time. Am so and they're all hanging out together, and they're all playing a game of backyard football. Yeah. And uh, to go back to your mention on DeAndre Swift, he did have a 100-yard game in Jacksonville in Week 5 last year where he scored two touchdowns. 14 carries, 116 yards, two touchdowns, and he had three catches for seven yards. So He is a really good – like, when I see him, he just has that factor about him, that, mm-hmm. that running back quality. He's yeah. a running back. Yeah. on Johnson – he just looks like a – I mean, you look, uh, the game like against the Chargers. The game against the Chargers in 2019, they threw him a screen pass and he bobbled it 10 yeah. yards to all the end zone all the ways. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I, I just view Kerryon Johnson as one of those guys who could, would, would be a great college player, would be a great Juco player, probably the best on your Juco team. But not, not NFL wise. wise. He just isn't that level. Mm-hmm. Not, I, I would never be that level. No. But like watching him either, it's just like I, I don't see him being a number one back. Exactly. And I, I when, when he had that 100 yard game, I was like, wow, maybe, maybe he's going to go off. Mm-hmm. Then he disappeared. Then he, he had one against the Miami Dolphins, too. He had like almost a 200-yard yeah. game, I yeah. remember. But he just disappeared after yeah. that, like the back half of that season. Last year, he did like nothing and got he, he got injured. Yeah, but he, he lost the job. Yeah, he did. To Swift. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's too bad, you know. I kind of figured eventually it was going to happen. I, I saw it coming. This fast. But not this fast, no. I thought next year for mm-hmm. sure, if he didn't have a good this year, I thought we'd test him out. But mm-hmm. you know what that shows me? They have a lot of promise in the and right Swift. We drafted in the seventh round. We drafted a guy in the seventh round last year. Yeah, no, but I'm saying they caught him. Huntley. Yeah, he caught Huntley. He's a beast. He, was, he, he, he played. He played on the Eagles. Yeah. I know. But I, I, I think what it's telling me is, and, and here's the thing: a lot of guys, I've seen a lot of reports on whoever we drafted in the seventh round. The right? Yeah, from Morgan State. Yeah, something like that. Bro, there's been great. Great reviews on him. Really? Great grades. And they're seventh rounders. Well, well, there's really, a, my eyes. There are reason there's a seventh rounder. Yeah. How many seventh rounders work? The only seventh rounders I I know that work are kickers and punters. Yeah, but it shows me you have more promise to, to ditch carry on than him. Yeah, so and you, in your seventh round you rookie than you do in carry on. Yeah. But you know, obviously, number one is the Brady reunion. It's yeah. a Hollywood script. I mean, Ben Affleck play Tom Brady. He's yeah. from Boston. Yeah. It's going to be an amazing game. You know. Have you seen that movie? It's an Eagles movie. It's with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah. I can't think yeah. of the name. I know I know it's the name. I can movie. see the movie poster in my head. I don't yeah. know the name of the movie, Invincible. though. Invincible. Yeah, it was a Disney movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. And uh, it has, uh, what's her name? Uh, she's in, uh, like, the Pitch Perfect one. She's, like, the blonde. Rebel Wilson? Uh, no, what's her, what's her name? No, uh, she's, like, uh, she directed some of them. She directed some of them. Uh Hang on. Think of her name. She's a blonde. Uh, Anna Kendrick. No, no. Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Let me see. Um, I'm I'm looking over the screen right now. Uh, There's an Anna Camp. Ah, dang. Look up Invincible. Look up the cast of Invincible. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She's in it though. I think it's Banks. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth Banks. She's in the movie. She's she does great. Uh, Mark Wahlberg does great. But like you're saying, Ben Affleck could play Tom Brady here. He could. And I mean, Disney, let's, yeah. let's get it together. Come on, come on. Yeah, exactly. Warner Brothers, somebody pick it up. Yeah, Wahlberg you know, would invest in the movie. Wahlberg would be in the movie. I mean. If we get a Universal Studios, right? Yeah. We could, we could have a Tom Brady ride. Definitely. And, and you could ride can you imagine that? That'd be, so, that'd be so cool, man. You could go through the tuck rule. The tuck rule? Could you yeah. imagine going through yeah. Deflategate? <laughs> you could go through Deflategate, Spygate. Spygate? Spygate? That was more Belichick, but yeah, yeah. yeah. You but go his whole career. I mean, that's much. that's all I really got to say about that game is just Hollywood script. I mean, I really am. And the other question I have for you before we move on to our last segment is, do you think Tom Brady gets booed? Uh, They're obviously going to have the video tribute. They're obviously going to have him in tears before the game starts to get in his head and whatnot. You know, any any former, you know, game where a quarterback's coming back, yeah. they're going to do something. Does I, he get booed? It depends on how bitter the fans are because they just – All the fans are going to be better. They're yeah, going to so, be better. I think so. Bel- Belichick's bitter. That's why, he went, that's why he went absolutely nuts in free agency. I think so, but that wouldn't be the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But as a Patriots fan, if you're – I would boo him if I was a Patriots if fan. If you're in New England, I think it happens. Yeah. I think he gets – I think there's an 85% chance that he gets booed. I think it's I think it's 85. I think if they have respect – If they have respect, they would give him a 10-minute standing ovation for what he's done for that city. That organization was dog crap before yeah. Tom Brady got his hands on that organization. Yeah. He won them six – Yes. Could have been more. Could have been seven or eight if Super Bowls. If it wasn't for Eli Manning, if it wasn't for Eli Manning, he would have eight rings. Yeah. And obviously Foles would be nine. Yeah. But uh, that nine is our – rings. He could have nine rings. That's amazing. If he didn't lose to Foles and Eli Manning, he yeah. would have nine rings. Definitely would be the GOAT. There would be no comparison to him. There's already none. Yeah. Seven. Yeah, he's already the GOAT, I think, in my eyes with seven. Yeah, but if you give him ten, he's the GOAT for sure. Yeah. That's going to wrap up our um, little 2021 Top 5 Games preview. We will be right back with our final segment of the day, new series on young players and their Hall of Fame potential. All right, guys, we are back here for our final segment of the day as we have a new segment, new segment alert, as we are starting it on young players with Hall of Fame potential. 
Uh, this week, we really don't have a theme. Hopefully, in the next coming weeks, we will have a theme for each week yeah. as we go on with this, uh, as we lead up to the 2021 regular season beginning in September. Uh -huh. um, well, I mean, we kind of have a theme, maybe. It is 2018 draft class participants. Yeah. So these guys will be going into their third year in the fourth league. Year. Fourth year, pardon me. They have three seasons, right? Yeah, he yeah, three, my bad, I, yeah. My yeah. Bad. I forgot to count the rookie seasons. Yeah. So uh, you want to lead this one off? Um. I have Darius Leonard. He's a guy I've talked about, you know, before. Mm -hmm. You're Fairy. talking about a quarterback. I'm sort of talking about a quarterback only in the sense. Quarterback of, on defense. The quarterback on defense and the middle linebacker. That's kind of our theme is, the, is leadership. It's 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 a guy we think is a leader, I guess. And mm -hmm. they're both from 2018 class. First things first, he's played 42 games in three seasons. He started 42. 42 of a potential 48. Yeah. And he, out of the ones he played in, mm -hmm. he started all of them. I'd assume those six games regular season game, or uh, rookie season probably. Uh, or was he, did he miss some with injury? I think he played 15, then 13, and then it was like 14, okay. 15. So he hasn't had a full 16-game season. No. The closest he was was his rookie year. Yeah. And I, I think last year he played – his middle season he missed like three games with like something. Okay. But out of the played games, he started every single one, even rookie year, came in instant starter. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To jump to the NFL, uh, three seasons entering his fourth year. So far, though, a total of seven interceptions, five of which, five of seven, came in his sophomore season. For a linebacker. For a middle linebacker. That, a middle linebacker. Who isn't really the coverage guy? Who's averaging, the, like, two and a half interceptions a season. He had two in one game against the Jags in that sophomore year. Wow. One was a pick six, I think, and one was extended behind the head, like. Mid traffic, this guy you're gonna want to watch film on him if you haven't. He's he's fantastic. He has one pick six, nine forced fumbles, four of which were recoveries. So that's mm -hmm. about half were half of his half of his fumbles he forces he recovers. Yeah, fifteen sacks in three years. So looking about five a year. That's mm -hmm. that's not great. But for a linebacker, he, it doesn't sound like he's, he's an edge rusher. rusher. He's the middle. He's the he, middle. He's guy. the the middle of that linebacker. Rookie year, though, seven interceptions. So about half of his uh, – or sacks, I mean. Half of his sacks came, came in his rookie season. year. Five in the sophomore. Had a little down here in sack-wise last year, but it's all right. Almost 100 tackles per season in his first three years. Mm -hmm. 111. Happens to be an angel number. Happens to be one I see quite often. 71-86. So it's a little year, bit of a drop-off. but yet he dipped. 71 and 13 games, though. That's if he plays 16 games, yeah. he's on pace for 100 I mean, plus, he, I think. Yeah, so he, he's easily one of the best linebackers in the, mm -hmm. in the younger side of things. Tackle wise, though, he is a little lackluster in terms of 71 and 86. Yeah, if they were all above 100, I'd have more promise. I feel like that's going to be the one thing he's going to need to work on if he wants to keep pace with some of these greats mm -hmm. because on the Colts team, they have a lot of potential. I just don't think they're going to be Super Bowl winners, yeah, anytime soon, yeah. And, and, and that's the one thing that would, like, guarantee him Hall of Fame, I think, is mm -hmm. if he had these years in Hall in Super Bowl. Yeah. But you got to look. Guys like Ray Lewis, who in his first season had – nine or first three seasons had 95 solo, then 156, then 101. Mm -hmm. He's not that far off. No. He's, he's just got to get to that next level. Uh, he, he is, however, though, above the likes of Bobby Wagner. And that's why I think if he gets to Super Bowl, he's going to be Hall of Fame because – Bobby Wagner had 87, 72, and then 67. Wow. Bobby Wagner's one of the greatest all time, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Brian Erlacher, he had 98, 91, 117. So he's pretty much pretty so I, I hold pace. Brian Erlacher in my top three. He's a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. And he's he's on that pace. If, if he plays those full 16, he's only 25 years old, and he's already having these numbers. He's 6'2", 230. You know, that's like perfect build for a linebacker, middle linebacker. <laughs> Uh, he went to South Carolina State. HBCU. He did. He didn't get a lot of love coming out of the, no, coming out of South Carolina State. He didn't. But and he had an amazing college career. If there's I remember. A, there's a lot of accolades I'm going to get through, but he was drafted in the second round, pick 36, 2018. Mm -hmm. Second round, he's, he came in and he was an instant starter, mm -hmm. and it's, he's he's great. Yeah, and it sounds like he's becoming one of the young, you know, defensive yeah. stars in the league right now. He's a beast. He led uh, his college in tackles as a redshirt freshman. Wow. Redshirt freshman, Redshirt, he left. Let alone starting as a redshirt freshman, yeah. but to lead the team in tackles. Insane. He 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 had 86, 14 for loss, 
five sacks. And think about that. They play like four or five less games than an NFL yeah. team does. And, and, and he's right there on They're averaging 8.6 tackles if you play 10 games. Mm-hmm. It's incredible for a college player to average almost nine tackles freshman. as a red shirt freshman. Uh, are you going to talk about that you mean against Clemson? Yeah. Wasn't that like a 20 that. tackle game or something? 19 tackles. Yeah. 70 tackles in his sophomore year, 13 and a half for loss, five sacks, two interceptions. That's when he kind of got to that side mm-hmm. of things. He earned first team all conference as a red shirt sophomore. Junior year, he was named the MEAC Defensive Player of the Year, making his school the first school to win that award four times in a row. Wow. Four years in a row they did it. He actually did it for the fifth year, so that's probably the first time it's been a fifth, too. Mm-hmm. He finished his third season with 124 tackles, 14 and a half for loss, three and a half sacks, two interceptions, three pass breakups, and four forced fumbles. And like you're mentioning, great game versus Clemson, I believe, when Trevor Lawrence was there. Or it might I think it was Deshaun Watson's Deshaun senior Watson's year. It was the year that they won a national championship, I believe. 19 tackles on that game versus Clemson. It's incredible. Uh, one of the greatest schools in the last decade. Yeah. Uh, senior year, he posted career highs in total tackles, 113. Sacks, eight and a half his last year. That's the highest of all his career. Mm-hmm. Two more interceptions, a forced fumble. Um, and – 73 of those 113 being solo. So you're telling me most of his tackles, 113, were solo? And 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 he was top 10 in the nation mm-hmm. on a smaller school? Yeah, not even a power five school. That, then becomes a second rounder. I mean, four and a half of his sacks came in his final two games out of the eight and a half he had. Wow. Game. So <laughs> you're telling me five sacks basically in the last two games? Talk about really pushing yourself to get to that mm-hmm. next level. Mm-hmm. He won the MEAC Defensive Player again that year, senior mm-hmm. year. And then, you know, he goes into the NFL and he wins Defensive Rookie of the Year as a second rounder to the Colts. AP first team all pro. In his, his rookie, rookie season. Year, not not all rookie, all pro. All pro. In his rookie year and in 2020, he won second team all pro in 2019. That's the game mm-hmm. he missed. He missed a few games. Yeah, he missed a couple games. 13. You said um, he missed three games. Then. Yeah. He was three times AFC Defensive Player of the Week in Week Two of his rookie season. Week Two of his rookie season, he's and he wins Player Defensive Player of the yeah. Week. Yeah, Week Seventeen of his rookie season, and then Week Seventeen of last season, AFC Defensive Player of the Month in December of 2018, NFL Defensive Rookie of the Month in his first season in the NFL. Wow, for a second rounder. Two-time Pro Bowler in 2019-2020, easily could have been a Pro Bowler's rookie year multiple i'm saying i'm saying eight nine pro bowls yeah eight nine pro bowls and i i think you're spot on in terms of family wise in 2017 he proposed to his girlfriend uh kayla who he allegedly has known since i think kindergarten is what what it was said wow but then in 20 2019 uh so what he's drafted 2018 Mm -hmm. so second year in the league after in the off season he welcomed his daughter uh mia or maya i think it's mia leonard she was born March 28, 2019, so I, I believe she's an Aries. Um, Leonard, you know, he he was on a family family something. I think it was Family Feud and uh, Young Stars or something. They, they, it, was, it was some type of game show. It was Young Stars faced Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was uh, – I don't know. But <laughs> I, I think he has Hall of Fame talent. Oh, yeah. I think well, – Percentage-wise? 65. If, if, if he's already met Hall of Famers, he was on a game show with them. He's he, I, I, you compared. He was above Bobby Wagner in the first season. He he's he's on pace to potentially be a Brian Urlacher. Yeah, sixty five percent. If he gets the Super Bowl, it's definitely. Oh yeah, anybody getting a ring is gonna up their Hall of Fame chances by ten percent. Lashawn McCoy played two Super Bowls in the last two years. Did nothing. Had no snaps in either. But one. And he's gonna be Both. A, yeah, and he's gonna be a Hall of Famer because of it. Two Super Bowls. Didn't, they, didn't the Bucks sign years. him last year? Yeah, and he, yeah. So he may have gotten a third ring. He might have. <laughs> All right. My player, one of my favorite quarterbacks, one of my favorite young quarterbacks yeah. in the league, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Talked about him a lot last year, obviously due to the stellar season that he ended up having. Yeah. And obviously leading my fantasy football team to a league championship. Mm-hmm. Here's some reasons I think he can be a Hall of Famer. I throw him right now here at probably 75%. Yeah. To make the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. That goes up to, to the low 90s, I think, and if he wins one. This is going to be his fourth season, coming into the league in 2021, all with the Buffalo Bills. He was the seventh overall pick in 2018 out of the University of Wyoming. 
So not a very prestigious football school. Uh So he had a lot of knocks coming in to the NFL. Obviously a very high draft pick. I would hold him in regards to maybe this year's Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. Trey Lance was the third pick. He went to North Dakota State. Yes, he he didn't throw an interception, I believe, in his first season. Mm -hmm. Trey Lance did. But people are doubting him. So hopefully Trey Lance can have a chance to prove himself just like Josh Allen did. A big problem, though, accuracy. His college numbers, he only averaged 56 completion, 56% completion percentage. He threw 5,066 yards with 44 touchdowns and 21 interceptions. Mm-hmm. Very underrated runner of the ball. Uh, almost seven, almost 800 yards rushing with 767 and had 12 career touchdowns in college. His NFL numbers so far in three seasons, he's just shy of 10,000 yards with 9,707. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gotten his completion percentage up 6% in the NFL versus his college numbers in three years. Mm-hmm. He is at 62% with 67 touchdowns, only 31 interceptions. So, yeah, he is averaging about 10, nine and a half, 10 interceptions this season, but that's common for an NFL quarterback. At least he's staying average-wise right now under double digits. Um, he had a really big jump up, though, this year in 2020. Almost 70% completion percentage with 69%. He had 1,562 career rushing yards with 25 touchdowns so far. Obviously, getting Stefan Diggs really helped him out yeah. in 2020. Obviously, as that's I mentioned, Stefan Diggs – um, did win the NFL yard for receivers, most yards in the NFL. And I believe he caught like, I believe he's second or third in the league in touchdowns as well. Um, made his first career pro bowl this season and was a second team all pro. Uh, he was an MVP of their bowl game, the famous Idaho potato bowl. I believe they played Western Michigan and they won that game. And, uh, he was second team all mountain West in 2016. He grew up in Fireball, California on a 3,000-acre farm mm-hmm. where his Swedish immigrant great-grandfather lived during the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a giant Fresno State fan growing up. Obviously, uh, Fireball is near Fresno up in the north in California. He went to Fireball High School where they named the gym after him. Wow. He uh, Coming out of high school, he did not get any D1 offers. The only offer he got was a walk-on role at nearby San Diego State University. He ended up going to a junior college for a season. Uh, he went to Reedley College, which is apparently a very uh, high and prestigious junior college out in California. Yep. Uh, he missed the first three games of the year that year with a nagging injury and then still came back and threw for 26 touchdowns to only four interceptions with 660 yards that's rushing the, and 10 touchdowns. Him, so he had 36 total touchdowns and missing the first three games of the year and still put up those gaudy in numbers. Juco. In Juco. He got two offers after his first season in junior college, Eastern Michigan and the University of Wyoming. Eastern Michigan ended up dropping their offer before the early signing period in the 14-15 season. So obviously ended up going to Wyoming and put up the career that I mentioned earlier. He has 12 franchise records for the Buffalo Bills already, including in only three seasons. seasons. That's averaging four records set a year, including the longest touchdown pass by a rookie, which I believe was 74 yards, and the most touchdowns in a season, which he broke this year. With 46. Wow. He holds three NFL records already, with them being the first quarterback to have 95 plus rushing yards in three straight games. Not even Michael Vick did that. Wow. That's incredible to think that a six, I think he's like 6'4, 220 yeah. quarterback can do that. He moves fast. He moves really good yeah. for a big quarterback. He hurdled the Vikings defender in that one highlight. Yeah, yeah I think that was like his second or first year in the league, Dude, too. Um, another record, first quarterback with 10-plus touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns through the first three weeks of the season. Yeah. And then lastly, the la- the first quarterback with 375-plus yards touchdowns, three or more touchdowns, and no interceptions with a 130-plus quarterback rating in multiple games in a season. Think about all the great quarterbacks that we've had in the NFL, and nobody's done that. It's insane, the rushing one. When you say not even Michael Vick, because he's the greatest rushing quarterback, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Josh I mean, Allen was the he best he transformed the game for a little while. A little while Michael Vick did with his running of the football. He was fantastic, and, and, and you know I'm glad he got a second chance after everything mm-hmm, went down. Because mm-hmm. it's know, an unfortunate situation. Yeah, we all make mistakes. Yeah, and 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 you know what I I know that from the time he was born, he probably didn't grow up and like, man, I want to abuse dogs. Mm-hmm. Like there are fucked up people, but you know, to 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 go to jail and serve your time, and to you know, for for Mike Vick to come back in the league, good to him. Yeah. Josh Allen, though, man, he's gonna be one of the greatest. He is. Yes. Some... And, and 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 you're telling me four four records a season, basically average mm-hmm. franchise records, and, and he's got three NFL records. And, and, and insane in terms of running the ball, throwing mm-hmm. the ball, the accuracy improved. My favorite thing about Josh Allen. 
is his commitment to improving, and he's shown that he improves very well. He learns. Mm-hmm. Just, just the last couple quick things before I move on here. He's drawn comparisons to Cam Newton and Big Ben already in terms of his play style. Similar. And probably was a big reason why he went so high in 2018. Because they're big yeah. builds and they're Wait, able what, to run the ball. Pick was he? he was the seventh pick. Seventh pick. I knew he was top. He takes a lot of risks with his gunslinger attitude, obviously, mm-hmm. hence the low sixty percent in completion yeah. percentage wise, and his great scrambling abilities. He graduated in twenty seventeen from Wyoming with a degree in social sciences as a bachelor, and he is good friends with Panther quarterback Sam Darnold and no relation here, but Washington football team quarterback Kyle Allen, as they train together in California in the offseason. And that's Kyle all I got on Josh Allen. Too, yeah, I think so. I know obviously Darnold yeah. went to USC. Uh, as I mentioned, 75% right now, but an MVP or a Super Bowl can definitely lock, I think, him in for the Hall of Fame. I think he Darius Leonard's about a 62 65%. If he gets that Super Bowl, he's probably an 80 mm-hmm. But uh, I think Josh Allen, Darius Leonard, these are two guys you're going to have to watch. Next year we or next week we might have a, uh, a theme for mm-hmm. this. If yeah. not, you know, we're still just going to prepare. We potentially could have a guest on. Yeah. I'm, I'm working with someone to either be on this week or the next week. But if we don't um, get a guess, we will we will figure out something to do. We have not decided what we're going to do yeah. next week yet. So we, got, we can look back kind of at what we did last year. Yeah. At this time. In the I think this is about the time that we started maybe the top five list. Yeah. Somewhere okay. in there. Yeah. Okay. I know we had a lot of new uniforms released last year. Yeah. But I think we're already past that point. Yeah. And there really wasn't too We only too, had the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals, which they're all right. Yeah. But uh, thank you guys, as always, for listening to episode number 57, volume two. Volume <laughs> as two. we called it earlier in the episode. Uh, so don't forget, obviously, as always, rate, review, and subscribe. We're trying to grow a football family here. Alex already mentioned what's going to be potentially happening next week. So just keep an eye out for that next week, and uh, we will see you guys later. Have a good one.